Yep. There we are. There we are. I'm hoping that my audio is coming in okay um, because I am on the move and I'm using some other computer and software. Now, we have much to talk about, but we've had these conversations before over three years ago just to show you how you're distracted from what the actual story is. Now, you know that I give a lot of shit to a lot of people, and that's for a reason. But right now, with the case, in the case of President Donald J. Trump and being persecuted, I put out an article, and I'll pretty much run through it. President Trump's indictment and grand jury was AI-generated. Many people that understand artificial intelligence, AI, experts even like Elon Musk, have been advocating for more control and caution in the development of AI technology to prevent rapid expansion and weaponization. Well, oopsies, that's already happened. Let me demonstrate to you how I told you over three years ago how the legal system works. And I know that many of you that sent open records requests to the state of New York have been receiving information from the state of New York as we speak today, today, telling you that them telling you that they are using artificial intelligence to select juries in court is exempt from your open records request. You know, this, uh, please share this far and wide because no one is talking about this. And I have been talking about this for forever and a day. And this isn't like, oh, I just fell off a truck and I'm grifting off of something. Nah, <laughs> been talking about it for forever and a day. Quantum predictive analytics. See, for all of you out there that have mocked me for calling it time travel, well, you all pretty much shut up, right? Really quick, especially when Elon Musk tweeted out that tweet yesterday saying with Donald Trump's picture saying, oh my gosh, why are all the time travelers trying to kill me? Right? So everyone saw that nothing and because it's Elon Musk, right? Because he owns Tesla, right? No, it's because he, as well as I, are quite well-versed. I would say he's a little bit more well-versed because he's not the AI, but he builds AI. And so having this voice and putting it out there, everyone quickly shut up because everyone constantly bashes me for using the term time travel. That's exactly what quantum predictive analytics does. It can literally tell you the future based on the data of the past and the present. Now, AI has the potential to replace humans in regards to hard labor, and we've seen that. Everyone advocated for higher salaries, and suddenly McDonald's got, you know, Little computers that you can order on, of course. <laughs> but even white collar positions are starting to be phased out. And it's already a very significant part of our present and will continue to shape our future. The genie's already out of the bottle. It's involved in all aspects. It's your jury, your judge, your lawyer, prosecutor, cop, doctor, oh, and even God. Because it's ironic that AI, like God, is depicted in the clouds. You see, no one pays attention to what the actual story is. Yesterday was not only a historic day for many reasons, right? On April 4th, 
decades and decades ago, all over half a century ago, Martin Luther King Jr. was taken out on that same day. But on April 4th, 2023, it was the first time social media platforms preemptively, almost like the pre-crime unit that Bill Barr created at the Department of Justice that everybody seemed to forget about, right? It preemptively censored media and persons that identified as President Trump supporters, employees or pundits supporting him. I can go into depth, right? But I can tell you what. I have never seen proactive censorship before. Maybe that coincided with all of the internet globally taking an update in their ISPs. Guys, the social media platforms aren't banning you anymore. It's your browsers and your ISPs. That's the hit part. When your ISP, right, says that you're not allowed to have things. This is exactly strict act will provide those that rule over you permission to do. Let's say you're into furry porn. ISP says you're not allowed to have that, but you can go ahead and look at other porn. <laughs> you may want to shop at, I don't know, a mom and pop shop online since we're not going to have cash anymore, right? Because all of you have been fed the idea. Oh my God, the quantum financial system is going to save us. Oh, you spelled enslave us wrong. Save enslave one letter away. There you go. Pre-crime, pre, pre, pre. Ministry of Truth was deployed in 2019. I had a show in October of 2019 where I put Adam Schiff on the stand as the person of the Ministry of Truth. Very important time because that's when the pre-crime unit was deployed. Now, what else happened on April 4th, 2023? It was the first time a former president of the United States was actually indicted for allegedly committing crimes before taking office I, or, or when he was in office. Nobody really cares. It was the first. I can elaborate on all of that at some point, but we have over the years. So many, almost all senators, congresspersons, former presidents, vice presidents, and even the current alleged president, the usurper. And all his cronies have committed crimes before, during, and after office and currently doing them right now. But that's not the focus here. The focus is that a, that a former president of the United States before 2023, the more important thing that happened is it's the first time that an AI prosecutor indicted someone. What? No, it's Alvin Bragg. Alvin Bragg did not write that document. I'll tell you what, yesterday while I was traveling, I had. Um, PDF document of the indictment. And I was on the airplane and the internet, I never log on to it on the plane. I will only log on to it with naked devices, meaning stuff that I would just for Netflix, right? That's it. I have a device specifically for that. That one wasn't charged, so I passed. I was reading it and then I thought to myself, oh my gosh, please tell me that by the time I land, someone's talking about this. Please tell me that there is some sane person that completely understands what's going on here. That understands that no human wrote this indictment. The indictment was written by artificial intelligence. Now, I say this, huh, and you have the choice to even say, okay, I'll take it at face value, or you can sit there and challenge, right? But there is very intricate software that can give you the footprint of the, exactly the software used that can generate the text that you're using. It's not just chat GPT. But having said that, 
Having said that, I asked someone I work with and I said, please feed the document into the chat zero software. Now, let me explain what that is. So that's software that was created, right? to uh, the GPT-0 software basically, was where you can upload a document or copy and paste text, and the tool will analyze the text and compare it against patterns and styles typically found in AI-generated content. If the document is flagged as being generated by AI, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's inaccurate or plagiarized, but it does give you cause to review it more closely. Now, a lot of people have probably seen, uh, you know, because I saw Technofog do great, a great analysis and other people, uh, the mayor, uh, former, you know, former mayor of, the, of New York, uh, attorney to the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump, they all went through it and it didn't make sense. And the reason is, it's because it was written by AI, published this, rather than people sit there and mock, it's right? Because they all look stupid when they, oh, she, yeah, she's a time traveler. Yeah, I am. You have no access to the technology that is available. And there are some people that do, period. Now, I fed that document into a publicly available platform so you can fact check me. You can fact check me. That actual program itself said that the indictment was generated by artificial intelligence. <laughs> but you know, Trump, let's get him. Here's where I'm going to take you back in time. Roger Stone was found guilty. And back in April of 2022, I interviewed him. Why did I interview him? One, it was really messed up the way they put him in a box. Two, I wanted to help him. I wanted to give him insight on how he can actually overturn the judgment against him. So let me play a portion of that interview for you right now. Take a listen. And remember, consistency. Consistency is the most important thing you need to look for when you're listening to pundits or following people. Bottom line is the only one you have to trust is your gut and listen to your president. He tells you everything you need to know. So this is um, one of my um, interviews with Roger Stone. And I want you to listen to our conversation very carefully. This is over three years ago. So where are all the cucks at? Let's go. Let's take a listen to this. The case. Uh, so um, when we learned the jury pool, uh, which I'm not really allowed to speak about too specifically because it's under seal, I, we recognized that there were no potentially um, sympathetic jurors there. There was basically one Republican who had worked in the Reagan administration in the jury pool, government used a preemptory challenge to knock them out. Uh, I always knew that this would be extraordinarily uphill, but I still wasn't going to plead guilty. It was only after the trial that we learned that the jury forewoman, who we knew was a Democrat who had run for Congress, but the judge had already ruled that political opposition to Donald Trump or to the Republican Party did not constitute a grounds to be dismissed. So that argument would go nowhere. Uh, but we did not know that in 2019, she had posted on social media specific attacks on me the day I was arrested and subsequently, and a series of attacks on Donald Trump, including calling him the Klansman president and saying that all of his supporters, that would be me, are racists. That alone should have entitled me to a new trial. 
the U.S. Supreme Court has ruled that every defendant is entitled to a jury that is indifferent uh, and, and impartial. Uh, she was neither impartial nor indifferent. I thought that our motion was extremely well-crafted. Unfortunately, it was rejected by Judge Jackson. Uh, it is obviously, uh, should it come to pass, a very strong issue on appeal. Legal experts as diverse as Professor Jonathan Turley, who's by no means a conservative or a Republican or a Trump supporter. Judge Andrew Napolitano, who's not a Trump supporter but a libertarian. And Alan Dershowitz, who's a liberal Democrat, all agree uh, that I'm entitled to a new trial. Jackson saw it otherwise. And in her order issued last Thursday, ordered me to uh, turn myself over to the Department of Corrections next Thursday. So, okay, so here's here's what I want to tell you. So there's a lot, again, maybe the right question needs to be asked. So uh, like my audience knows, and I, knew, and I don't know if you know, but I worked for Global Strategies Group, which is based out of Luxembourg, not London, and it is a company that was created by John Brennan. Uh, I was actually working through TAC Global, TAC, TAC Global through GSG Direct. I actually had a 20-year, uh, you know, gag on me to be able to, like it expired after 20 years to date, that actually expired just about a week and a half ago. And so the one thing this company does is um, what I like to call reality hacking. We use quantum computing, uh, predictive analyses. And what we say is we want this to happen. So what variables do we need to make it happen, right? And a lot of people have various ways of using this. We see this in many aspects of our operations, you know, predictive analyses. Well, what if I told you, Roger, that your jury was uh, actually selected, the jury pool, the grander jury pool, right? Before the voir dire, as they say, where you kind of select and approve and deny, right? The, the majority of it was actually plugged into a program, right, by a specific company that has multiple governments contracts, right? And I still don't know why these vendors are still working under a Trump administration, which drives me insane. Uh, so this company plugged in, we want Roger Stone to be found guilty on anything. And so this program actually works it back through all the input. So, you know, the granny that's somewhere in D.C. that's on Medicare that walks to the store every day to pick up a banana, the teacher at the international school at the Foggy Bottom, all of these people were pulled into your jury pool. But see, this program wanted to select a jury pool that would get you a guilty verdict no matter what. Hence, the odds, like you say, are so far-fetched. So the question I would say, because I've tried this already, just saying, uh, Roger, I've done this myself, and I haven't even received an acknowledgement of receipt of my open records request, FOIA request, is may I know the name of the company that you use for your master jury wheel? Because in mathematics, uh, a random number cannot be generated by a computer because it needs an algorithm that dictates how a random number happens. So it is 2020, and it's not like they have a bingo wheel where they just pull a name out of the hat. It's actually done electronically. And you can manipulate these variables in order to ensure the most probability for your outcome. So the question is, who was the company? Who was the vendor that was used to select your greater pool for the jury?
And if your, you know, lawyer was to able to uh, able to find that or ask that question, I would not be surprised if you see the name General Hayden hop up because this is how they get the outcomes they want. This is how they got Manafort in a box. This is how they selected the people they selected to put in there. And how do I know this? Because up until February, I had my own username and password to access the system to see the order requests. And I've made that clear. So, you know, how would you feel to know that a company was actually sourced to push out and select your jury pool and it wasn't so random? Would that, you think, change the judge's, uh, you know, idea of sentencing you? What do you think if, if that actually came to fruition and you found this? What do you I think the judge would do? I, I don't think it would change anything in terms of the judge's decision because as uh, Professor Turley has written, her decision was so contorted and wrong uh, that it was that it is extraordinarily vulnerable on appeal. Uh, I do think it might strengthen my uh, the possibility of my appeal it, should that become necessary. I will never plead guilty to something I didn't do. Uh, it's a matter that does require some research, and I appreciate you bringing it up. Yeah, no, it is. And I'm, 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 I'm going to tell you this, Roger, your case will blow the top off of every single case you've seen from the way the grand juries were selected so that Mueller can get his little subpoenas, his secret subpoenas, because we know Mueller, he's always overextended himself on the way he offers. Remember the NSL letters that he was handing out like candy back in the day? Do you remember that scandal? Where, yeah, I mean, this guy is as dirty as it comes. Him and Comey were a team back during the Bush administration. I mean, they work like this. And the thing is, these people are still working and having contracts with our agencies under the Trump administration, which I'm pretty sure the president is probably pulling his hair too at some point, saying, like, why can't we get rid of these people? But the thing is, your case is going to show this. If he is even aware of it. Look, I think Donald Trump is a great man, but unlike, say, Lyndon Johnson or Richard Nixon, who came to the presidency with a deep experience in Washington and an understanding of how the system works, Donald Trump's a businessman. It was not unreasonable for him to think that after he was elected, the country would come together and get behind the duly elected president for the good of the country. We always have. I didn't like Barack Obama, uh, but I didn't start trying to impeach him from the day he was elected. Uh, and I never went along with the uh, with the so-called birther movement. Uh, I didn't like Bill Clinton, and I thought the idea of trying to impeach him for having sex with an intern in the Oval Office was stupid, was overreach, and it blew up in the Republicans' face. But this is a different kettle of fish because the Bushes uh, and the Clintons uh, and the McCains and the Obamas are all in the same group. They're all part of the two-party duopoly of neocons that have run this country into the ditch. Donald Trump is not in their club. He doesn't, he is not owned by anybody. He is a true independent, and that's why he poses such a great danger to the political establishment. That's why they have gone to these lengths to try to remove him.
Yeah, no, they do. And the thing is, your case, I know, I hate to say this, General Flynn as well. I I, I think from back in uh, 2017, I was saying, dude, the 302s are manufactured. Why didn't anyone in the grand jury ask to see the 302s? Why didn't anyone in the, well, I mean, we all know that they can indict a ham sandwich, right? President Trump is aware of that too. But like you said, he can't have his eyes everywhere, but I'm pretty sure he sees everything. And the question is, our intelligence community right now knows exactly what I'm talking about. With CGI, TAC, you know, we've got, um, what is it, uh, <laughs> uh, PSYOP, right? We have uh, Wiki. We have um, so many other companies that seem to uh, create these predictive analytics. I mean, w- you know, the people that actually work for the government right now have uh, predictive analytic programs to run all their social media, all their private information, healthcare records, a whole nine yards. And a company is literally paid to churn out a percentage of how much of a good egg they are that they can stay in the intel community. Well, this is, they want good egg. What are the variables? This. This is what they did to you. Roger, I know you're not going to want to hear this, but I am convinced that your case and this judge are going to be what blows everything open, wide open on how the judicial system has been corrupt from the get-go by the use of these private vendors outsourcing our intelligence and creating these voter wheels, you know, the, the, where they take all the names of the, the voter rolls and IDs and licenses to be the jury pool, and then they, air quote, randomly select. I mean, I know I, you don't want to hear this. You're like, man, I don't want to be on the chopping block. But because you did nothing wrong, this makes it even better. You know, for people to see, because once it comes out into the ether that these private companies that are packed with generals, former NSA, I mean, IG of the NSA right now, Stork knows exactly what I'm talking about because he should be next on the chopping block because what they use and the information they use to pull your jury pool was atrocious. And the fact that the judge already knows who and what they use to pull the jury pool is atrocious too. So she can't give you a trial saying, oh, you know, Oh, we, maybe we should have a fresh new trial because of jury pool, because then that's her admitting that she knew that they're using that specific company, which, by the way, has a never Trumper on their board that helped select the jury pool. And, you know, that is the bottom line. They put you in a box because you're the only person they can't touch. Roger, you don't abide by anybody you don't work with the cabal you don't work with the good you work in the middle because you've always been a centrist always been a centrist and they can't touch you and so ergo you are one of their public enemy number one for them because you can bring the house down and this is exactly what you're doing while they think they're winning so I mean, we only have like 10 minutes left. And the one thing that I wanted you to touch upon a little bit more detail, if you can, is how your hot box conversation happened. Like, you know, Mueller calls you in and you sit down. Did he put you in that room with the light or was it like documents? Uh, Like, how was it? Because I'm sure people want to know what it's like to be uh, used as uh, as a pawn for the cabal, because that's what they are. They're using you to get to the president. How I know my listeners want to know this. Explain to them what the whole process is, so they understand what it is. Well, it, it wasn't um, it wasn't done the traditional way. I was, um, as you know, gagged re- um, repeatedly. They kept extending and broadening the gag, largely because I kept saying that the Russians had never hacked the DNC, 
and there was no forensic evidence to that uh, 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 case other than the uh, the unredacted, uh, pardon me, the redacted draft report from CrowdStrike, which was not an independent arbiter of that question. The FBI had never examined the servers of the DNC. So the underlying premise of my indictment was false. They needed me to stop saying that in public. So the judge tightened the gag order on me. Uh, I appealed that to the circuit. The circuit sat on my appeal for three months and then ruled against me, not on constitutional grounds, but on procedural grounds. I should have asked Judge Jackson to remove the gag as if that would have worked. Uh, they were really just stalling to get me to trial without being able to speak. But on the 24th of July, uh, when they, when the judge tightened the gag order on me and threatened to put me in prison if I broke it again, uh, they asked one of my lawyers just to meet with them privately. Uh, he did. And at that meeting, Jeannie Ray, who was heading the investigation into Roger Stone, previously Hillary Clinton's lawyer and a lawyer representing the Clinton Foundation, no prosecutorial experience, but came out of the Mueller law firm, basically said to my lawyer, look, uh, we have these phone records. Stone talked to Trump 36 times in 2016. All of these phone calls were over 30 minutes. It's time for your client to tell the truth. He needs to come clean. He needs to tell us what we want to hear about what these recalls were about, and we could work things out. And my lawyer said, well, I'll have to, uh, you know, I have to speak to my client. And they said, well, step into the hallway and call your client. And he called me and he said, this is what they proposed. And I said, no, uh, I, don't, I couldn't even tell you by memory what every one of those calls were about. But I know that none of them were about coordinating with the Russians, period. And I'm not going to say that because it's not true. And being a lawyer, he said, well, you want to think about this very carefully. You know, they could. They could bring a superseding indictment against you for additional charges uh, and make this really unpleasant if you don't play ball. And I said, well, uh, and I knew then that I would go to trial and I knew that my odds of winning a trial were pretty slim, but I have to live with myself and my God and my country. Uh, and I was just not going to turn my back on the president of the United States, who I think is in the middle of saving this country. It, it is that simple. It was a gut-wrenching decision for People on my team, it was not a gut-wrenching decision for me. I had members of my own family, not my wife, but others who said, you know, maybe you should consider this. No, I was not going to be Michael Cohen. Zero chance. Sorry. Uh, and that's precisely how it went down. Yeah, no, and that's usually how hot box moments have. They're like, you want to save your skin? And that's the thing. I am shocked that you are surrounded with so many great minds that have access to the same information, maybe not the same way I have access to it, uh, but they have the same information that I have giving you that the reason your jury pool was tainted was because of the company that was sourced to randomly select them. And none of them told you. And you do know why? Because it's the one thing I loathe, which I... Uh, you know, you and I see eye to eye, saving your own skin. You know, self-preservation is the worst quality a human being can have where they can sell their mother just to preserve themselves. And that is how I see the people in your orbit that do it. That's the same thing I saw with Laura Loomer, right? We have her as a common, you know, friend. You know, she was thrown into the dark corners of, uh, you know, cyberspace, and yet she's still shining, right? Why? Why didn't any of her friends talk about it? Why didn't any of them say something? Oh, 
because they want to preserve themselves. They want their jobs is what they said. Or, or, you know, I can't touch this because of this. And what people don't seem to understand is Laura Loomer is you <laughs> in a way, how I see it, uh, you know, 50 somewhat years ago. And, you know, she is the, the best voice right now that we have as you are. Because you're standing for the same thing all your life, and that is your moral compass, your, you know, boundaries. And right now, you're being set on fire by the cabal because you refuse to use that self-preservation, you know, gene that every single human being has because it's not the right thing to do. And for me you know, watching you even and listening to you on different, you know, radio shows on TV, where there's most of these people already know some of them actually work with the company that actually pulled your jury pool, Roger. And it, that's the point where I want to take my shoe off and knock it over to whatever device I'm listening to because I get so frustrated. So you right now are in a corner and you're awaiting sentencing, but hopefully the manifestation of this company and the connections it has to Mueller, to Brennan, to Clapper, to Comey will all come to surface too. And it'll be realized that it was a fix from the beginning, a fix for Cohen and Cohen cracked, a fix for Manafort and he stood. That's how you see the morality of each person. Am, am I wrong? And the only thing, I mean, what are you hoping can happen right now when you go in for sentencing? I mean, without even considering that possibly someone is digging into that company right now, what, what is your best hope out of this? What do you tell the people, aside the fact that they all know you did nothing wrong? What do you hope happens? Well, Look, I, I am obviously hoping from, for some executive relief from the president. I have not been promised a pardon. I have not formally requested or informally requested a pardon, but I think people understand that I am praying to God for one. The president's made very clear that he knows that my, my case and trial was a travesty of justice. He has, which is his First Amendment right, uh, complained about the jury misconduct. Uh, seeing all these mainstream media outlets saying, he is interfering in the judicial process. No, he's exercising the same First Amendment rights that every American has to comment on corruption when he sees it. He has that right. He's the president of the United States, but he's also a U.S. citizen. So, uh, I, you know, all I can do is pray. All I can do is ask others to pray. All I can ask people to do is to go to freerogerstone.com uh, and sign a petition to the president, that's freerogerstone.com. All I can do is raise money for a possible appeal, perhaps using some of the- Our justice can be bought, then we have justice no more. And uh, General Flynn, Roger Stone, Paul Manafort, and even Cohen, even though he flipped, are prime examples of that. And uh, right after this break, guys, uh, we will be revisiting um, information in regards to General Flynn's case and talk more and have context of exactly what he was telling you and why he was dragged in, aside from the fact that they just wanted him. I am going to play for you, believe it or not, from democracynow.org, an interview they had. So I've been talking about this for a very long time. Everyone's extremely upset. But hey, guys, we already got responses to the FOIA request we sent last week. They're stonewalling us. They're even citing, citing laws, telling us why they can't tell us 
what artificial intelligence they're using. Now, huh, that's quite fascinating, isn't it? I thought that it was just them. Now, before I upload that in, uh, to be able to show it to you in some sense, I want you guys to watch a trailer. A movie that comes out of the bowels of hell. This is just a trailer. Please pay attention. Because when we're talking about AI, you know, you guys think it's a computer. Yeah, I guess so. It's a bunch of algorithms. It's in essence, a computer. But now we're entering the phase where quantum computing exists. Not all people have it. They're not allowed to have it. But as I've been saying from day one, I have the ability to crunch data like nobody else because I have access to some sort of technology like that. Now, allow me to show you this trailer. Maybe it'll help you understand the travesty that's happening within our nation right now. Katie, you lost your parents. Welcome home. You're my niece. I'm gonna do everything I can to make this place feel like home. Just wish I could see them again. I'm not equipped to handle this. I don't even take care of my own plants. I have this project at work. Do you wanna see? Yes. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? Okay. Megan, your goal is to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. Is that a doll? Model 3 generative. Android. Megan, for short. I can't believe you made this. I love it. Wanna hang out, yeah, sounds like fun. Great job. It's nice to have a friend. It's honestly like she's part of the family now. They could be building emotional connections that are too hard to untangle. She's the happiest she's been since her parents died. Eat the toppings, Katie. Research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that so? Yes. Experts say... Megan, turn off. I thought we were having a conversation. Does she talk? Make her say something. Stop! Don't! Megan! You should probably run. <laughs> Megan, she pushed Brandon onto the road. I won't let anything harm you. <gasps> Megan, turn off. Recalibrating response model. <laughs> Megan! What's wrong with you? Don't worry, Katie. I won't let anything harm you. Ever again. Looks pretty far-fetched. Yeah, it, we're already here. If you guys remember, it was Jeffrey Epstein that was spending a ton of money for little Sophia, right? And this is the problem of man's little feeble mind. Do you want to play God? 
you should be very careful. See, the way, let me explain in a very um, simple way. For those that code, they understand, right? If you want to code something, you let's say you want to, and this was a perfect example, actually, uh, when we were discussing some algorithms with my daughter, she brought up, um, if you want to program, uh, to create a program that teaches, I don't know, the computer to put on pants, you're not just going to say, hey, when you wake up, put your pants on. You have to say, when you wake up, you need to sit at the edge of the bed. You need to get up and you need to go to the closet and get your pants. You can't just say, put them on. You have to say, make sure that you hold the pants and that you balance and stabilize yourself. And you lift your right leg and put it into the right side of the right leg of the pants, which would be from the front of the pants where the zipper is. It's so tedious that one period, one comma of the wrong statement will make your whole program pear shape. But the thing with artificial intelligence, it's that it's machine learning. So in the example of this film that resonated so hardcore was that it was supposed to bond with their human is to protect that human from physical and emotional harm. Now, that was the base program period. Alterations to update system settings, system programming, right, um, can happen. But the foundation of the actual initial programming is there. So let's pretend that someone creates an AI that says, well, we need to make sure the earth is safe. You know how we humans are. You know, we litter, we kill each other, rape each other, set shit on fire, dabble with nukes. If I'm an AI, the obvious response would be like, well, let's just get rid of all the humans because they're just messing shit up. And then when another animal decides to evolve or act as, uh, you know, humans did, then we'll just take care of that too. And then that way we can keep it safe. Keep the planet safe. I'm breaking, I'm breaking it down to the foundation. Now imagine, I'm kind of like this little robot, what emotions are, looking at emotional responses, understanding why humans think like that, but at the same time, compartmentalizing it as non-efficient. And I suffer from that as a person. I find, you know, certain interactions or conversations that you would find normal to have, like, um, damn, valuing time sitting in silence with someone or combing somebody's hair or sharing a smile or a hug. Sometimes for me, and, and this is my hindrance as a person, right? Uh, I find inefficient and a waste of my time and I shouldn't dabble in that. So some people, you know, I come off to a lot of people that I'm a little bit cold and that I'm not um, a very personable. And I've learned through training right? To understand that that's not the way you think. And this is, this is what happens with people that are, uh, that allegedly have high IQs, right? Um, my social skills suck. So same thing with AI. They have zero social skills. They only function on efficiency and they only take commands. Hmm. So now I'm a prosecutor and I'm in the court of Dory. And you 
just, uh, I don't know, hit a lamppost. And the reason you hit the lamppost is because you swerved to avoid hitting, I don't know, a baby carriage. But you've caused damage. So now me, the city, is suing you for damage of the lamp, even though it's really not your fault. You just swerved to avoid the carriage, overcorrected, made a mistake, but it was to save a life nonetheless. But I'm there to protect my city's interests, okay? So I'm going to take all of your social media, now that I've opened up a criminal investigation because you owe money, because you destroyed my government's property, I've mined all your texts, all your photos, all your videos, every single bank transactions you've had, um, where you've traveled, uh, your house records, voice transcription, you name it, I've got it. And now you walk in with just that. And suddenly, I have you on record saying that stupid cow with her stupid carriage. And if I wasn't talking to you on the phone and you weren't telling me that I forgot to get the milk, I wouldn't have swerved so much. So now I've got you on a guilty verdict. I already know I want to get you on a guilty verdict. I want to throw you in jail and confiscate your property and, and, and. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to have the magic wheel at my courthouse select from the millions of residents in my city to pick the citizens that would be most likely happy to convict you. Regardless, they, they, they have no heartstrings. They see things as efficiency. They, maybe they don't like children, right? So now out of the millions of people, I have 30 people that you and your lawyer get to pick from, but all 30 of them that you're going to pick are already predetermined by the AI that has crunched all the numbers to give me the guilty verdict. And not only that, when I investigated you and cultivated my indictment, all your information so they can nitpick and find your weak points. <laughs> so you've just walk into, walked into a courtroom where all the odds are against you. You're walking in, dead man walking. And this is exactly, exactly what has been happening over the years to all the people that have been politically persecuted. Remember, President Trump has given them millions of documents over the years, and this is how they formulated whatever might stick. The question that everyone should be asking is, is this legal? No, there's no legislation. Is it ethical? Nobody knows. ProPublica made a great argument in Broward County, huh? in Florida, <laughs> right? So red, isn't it, right? They're using artificial intelligence to file charges against criminals, but let's go. So they found that whoever programs it and whatever information is fed into the algorithm, it will determine the verdict. And they found that it's more biased, racist, depending, and they always use the racist card, but it's not racism. I mean, if you consider patriots a race, yeah, then it's racism. So this is where you need to look at. The fact that they feed the AI. So Adam Schiff is feeding the AI. He hates you. You, uh, you give a directive to the program, no matter what, you need to find something where I can find a favorable jury that will give me what I want. That's how it happens. So uh, last week, I urged my audience to be proactive, not reactive. And in the proactivity that I requested, I said, hey, guys, send a FOIA request, send an open records request to the city of New York and ask them, hey, what software do you use to pick your grand juries and all this stuff? Give it to me. 
we're getting the responses today out of all days. So let me let me share this screen with you so you can see it. Hold on. Um, let me. In response to your request for any and all documents containing information pertaining to the grand jury pool selections and criminal proceedings in the state and municipal courts of New York, please be advised your request is overly broad, even though I asked for specific software too, and does not reasonably describe the records and manners consistent, blah, 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 citing the law, blah, blah. Whether a request is reasonably described can be dependent upon the nature of the agency's filing, blah, 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 blah. Therefore, this portion of your request is denied pursuing to public officer's law, which requires the request for reasonably described. How else can you describe what motherfucking software are you using to select? But here's how, thank you, how not reasonable I was. Let me tell you. In response to your request for confirmation of denial that CrowdStrike or any of its subsidiaries of service, monitor, provider, furnished software, or hardware components relating to grand jury pool selection process, please note it has long been established that FOIL does not require responses to specific questions, but instead governs release of government records. See, what? Wait, you just told me that I wasn't specific. I gave you the name of a damn company and you're telling me right? That it's not specific enough. Huh. In response to your request for any and all contractual agreements, whether in writing or verbal between any state agency in New York and any hardware or software company regarding equipment, hardware, and software predictive analytics program to be utilized in the process by which grand jurors are randomly selected, to the extent that your request is reasonably described, the office court has conducted a diligent search of available, has not located any records responsive to your request. That's bullshit. They literally lied on the record. And you know why they can lie? because it's classified, because it's classified. See, this is the difference between funding, uh, journalism, and actually giving a shit of our nation going tits up, literally right now. We have, a, 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 <laughs> this software exists, it's called the magic wheel, okay? It has been tweaked. General Hayden was actually one of the first people, his companies, um, that created a software that would um, select and use information that they can mine. Those of you that are in law enforcement, former law enforcement, or working with companies that interact with any state or federal agency know that when you are going for a job, you go through a company called Clearforce. Clearforce mines all your social media, financial data, you know, credit reports, deeds, death certificates, health, the whole nine yards, and provides what they call a risk assessment. In the state of New York, they have a company called Compass uh, for the lawyers, and everybody thinks, oh, that's called risk analysis. What the fuck does risk analysis mean, you guys? Do you know what that means? That means I can predict what is to come, you know, almost like time travel right? They know what will come. Compass is actually using predictive analytics in order to help prosecutors, judges decide. In fact, in fact, there are courts that have entertained the idea of having an AI provide the response to the judge. There are this is horrific. This is on the record things that no one is talking about and I've been talking about for years. Obviously, with a little bit of humor, using the words time travel, but obviously you have your disgusting opposition, your disgusting globalists that know best, right? Because it's more important to... <clears throat> 
expose General Flynn and talk shit about Lynn Wood and 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 how Donald Trump is orange and and oh my gosh, this person is grifting, right? Meanwhile, right? <laughs> Meanwhile, the country's burning and everyone's just churning around memes. This is terrifying. I don't care what side of the fence you sit on politically. If you do not voice yourself now, it will come after you too. It'll only take one slip up of you having one car accident, jaywalking. You know, how many of you have been in a supermarket? I know I have, where you're on the phone, you get a phone call, you're shopping, right? And you just started shopping. This has literally happened to me. No one caught me. I went back later. But I was literally shopping. I think it was Target the, the last time it happened. It was around Christmas, and I had found this awesome abdominal, what is the, the big snowman thing that looks like a Yeti. And I had it in my hand, and I was looking for a cart. And I get a call from my daughter. Mom, you need to come quick. Guess what I do? I forgot that I was holding it. I literally walked out with it. Totally, you know, your kid's calling you and you need to run, right? You don't think. Now, if I was caught and AI was used, Regardless of my heartstrings pulling, hey, my kid just called me. Here's the phone call. You can pull the records. You can ping the towers. You can see it. You can see that I got this phone call and I panicked. You can see my micro expressions. I'm freaking out and I walk out with the stupid Yeti, right? Which I then returned that evening, right? Because <laughs> I realized I had it because I threw it at the front seat, right? But what if you, you're done? This is how they will create their new working class that they don't have, or shall I say, slave class, because that's exactly what we are. People think they're free, and they're not. People think that the laws are applicable, but it's gone too far. And I thank Elon Musk for pushing this conversation, because obviously all of you just listen to him or in the know. Obviously, they're not in the know enough to understand what the real problem here is. And allow me to show you what Elon Musk tweeted yesterday. Because, you know, time travel is, oh, she's such a birthday. And even in a, in a space, what is that loser, Ian Miles Chong, that is just a nobody, a gamer, swats people, right? He laughed and mocked me. Is he going to mock Elon too? That idiot? If the Dem Party had a time machine, why do time travelers keep trying to kill me? I'm just a realtor. See, that's exactly what quantum computing means. Time machines aren't necessarily, you know, police boxes like Doctor Who. Right now, you know, that, um, <laughs> that you can hop on and go back to the ages of the dinosaurs or fast forward to 3060, right? A computer can not only spit out code to tell you what's to come, it can give you pictures. I mean, you guys all flirt with that AI, make me this picture, which is quite dreary, of course. They're all like horrific looking. But time travel, it means that you can actually predict things. This is why I knew they were raiding him. This is why I knew they were indicting him. I was talking about it last year while all of you were busy doing whatever. It's not, it's not rocket science. It's better than that. <laughs> We're so distracted at watching these shiny objects they throw at us or throwing us down different rabbit holes. You know, Budweiser putting, you know, that, that dude, 
you know, to be the spokesperson, which is dumb because most of the beer that you drink is from, you know, Bush anyway, right? Anheuser Bush owns most of them. And the thing is, they just pander to an audience that drinks homemade beer and IPAs that they don't own. So that was weird. But it's a distraction once again. Rather than you focus on the actual issue, they're enslaving you faster and harder. Your phones no longer can get their chips removed. Your iPhone no longer needs a SIM card. Your actual phone is the damn SIM card. You can't turn off your phone. It'll tell you when you spend too much energy. Your energy things on your house. They will turn off your power if you're spending too much. If you're using too much water in California, they turn that shit off. Your health information, right? They're targeting you when they're testing vaccines, right? Based on your demographics. Who do we want to kill off? Oh, we could just kill off those people that usually live in that neighborhood are super poor. They don't contribute to society. Let's get rid of that. And now you're walking into a court where every chip is stacked against you. And funny. This isn't just about the president and the fact that no one is talking about this. And I know President Trump made it clear. And a lot of people are making it clear. This is the problem. The irony of it. The irony of it is that AI is in the cloud too. That's your new God. Courts are already making decisions on this. Criminal indictments are already being issued by AI, by an AI. <laughs> Obamacare made AI legal to mine your data so it can hand it over to insurance companies. And here you are, you know, I see people, we need to talk about, you know, uh, this is a really big problem. Why are you talking about that? Who cares? Okay, let's pretend we fix this issue. It's just going to come back because you're not in charge. Anyone have the conversation, if it's actually legal or challenge it in court, that you're using software that can have code baked in to be biased to give the prosecutor. I mean, prosecutors now, they just have to say, hey, I'm taking Joe to court, right? Hey, Joe Schmo, he did this. I need him prosecuted. I need a jury pool that'll definitely give me, oh, give me all the people that have lost a child, right? And, and I'll tell you why. Why? Because Joe Schmo handed out candy from Hershey's and one of them had poison in it. He didn't know. He opened up the bag, bought it from the supermarket, and one of them were poisons. So he had no idea. And he's like, look, man, I didn't do it. It was in the bag. This is the bag I bought. They're all with the same serial number. So it came from the same one. And he's trying to conspire. No, I need a conviction. I need to get elected as DA next year. I need people to like me. I need to have a zero tolerance record. I need to win. AI, give me a jury. So it'll be a bunch of jury people. He'll find out of the millions, he'll find the 100,000 that have some close relative or their own child that died by accident. Then already. Joe walking into court is screwed. His fate is almost sealed. It's like the wax is there, but they just didn't put the stamp on it yet. And then he and his lawyer carefully try to pick from the jurors during the process of Wadir to have some somebody that has common sense. You know, it's not like you're going to, you know, just like Roger Stone. <laughs> like it was ridiculous who they picked, right? Like it was like, okay, you just want to convict them. It's like putting Maggie Haberman up there, you know, on the jury when you're impeaching Obama. And yet she has a bag of Obama in her bag like she admitted that she rubs to self-soothe. Like, what the heck? Like, how <laughs> people take these people seriously too. Like, you have to, to, like, look at the irony of this. Anyway, so going forward, Joe Schmo and his lawyer do a great job in picking whatever they thought was best from the pool that's already stacked against them. And in the, in the interim, 
Every argument, every word you say during the trial is now fed back to the AI, which has the computing power of thousands of minds that are geniuses at once to find one loophole to make you trip up so that he loses because, you know, he knows he's wrong, but he doesn't care. He just wants a prosecution. And this is how it happens. You know, I almost feel like the former director of, you know, disguise at the CIA was right. All we need is a nice EMP. But you know what? They've already planned for that too. And the majority of the world won't have access to electronics. They will. And they'll have an advantage. And then the new line of old guard will continue in silence over the years in the darkness. You see, it's a lose-lose situation unless you say no. And so this isn't about President Trump. This is about the people of the United States of America. How does using artificial intelligence add up with our constitution and our way of life? This is what nightmares are made of. And the fact that no one's talking about it, I mean, yesterday, the minute I got off the plane, I called reporters, I called friends, I had conversations. I was like, this, 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 this. I called everyone and I had someone run it. And I was like, listen, they can't, they don't know what kind of software I use or whoever uses. And you're pretty sure that Elon has his own stuff. I mean, there's open source stuff, but he's working on proprietary things. He has the most stellar, you know, on the road AI on, you know, on earth at the moment. He's not going to share that. That's proprietary. So I may have something proprietary too. Me. Six inches between my ears, of course. So think about it. How do you prove it? I just did. In the article that I published today, I have a video and you can fact check me on that. Fact check me. I dare you to just take the damn indictment, feed it in there and see what artificial intelligence tells you. In fact, let me show you before I sign off. Give me a second. Let me find the video because I'll have to pull it up. It's silent. It's just a, just a screen recording, but you need to see it because people are too lazy to read. People don't read anymore. They want someone to come save them. When I see it, it drives me insane. I'll tell you that. All right, here we go. Let me share that screen. Let's go. Mm. And I'll do a locals later on tonight for sure. I can't wait to tell but um, this is most important. All right, here we go. So this software, GPT-0, is hailed as one of the most uh, successful at indicating when something has been written by AI because now teachers are using AI to teach. Students are using AI to shit out reports. And this is how you get no student left behind, right? They're all dumb. They just talk to the AI and it does it for them. Why bother study when I have AI? That's just breeding a new breed of humans that are really simple. All right, so check this out. All right, let's see. And I put in the Donald J. Trump indictment, right? And you just choose the file or you say human AI. If you're copying and pasting, you're going to say pre-fill with examples or whatever. You don't, you just add the file. You agree and you get your results. 
And the results, this is a screenshot of the final, right? Come out at the bottom and it says your text is likely to be written entirely by AI. The nature of AI generated contact is changing constantly. While we build more robust models for GPT-0, we recommend that educators take these results as one of many pieces in a holistic assessment of student work. So here's the indictment. And then it goes on to show you um, what the statistics are. So it says the average perplexity score is 32.44. A document's perplexity is a measurement of the randomness of text. Burstiness score is 10.430. A document's burstiness is a measurement of the variation of perplexity. So for instance, the only sentence that showed high perplexity of 51, the only one, is eighth count and the grand jury aforesaid by this indictment further accuses, which is obvious because the AI couldn't say what the jury was gonna say, right? And it says falsifying business records in the first degree in violation of penal blah, blah, blah. See, they're the top one. Look at all these people that use them. None of them will sit there and tell you and you know what? Tori's right. Tori's right. We use them so we could check. See, that's the real story. See, that's the real sauce. See, that's the real problem. We just had the most historic moment on April 4th that we had a previous president of the United States of America indicted by an AI prosecutor fact check me because i can guarantee you that this is exactly what happened and you can see it yourself like i said fact check me because you know all these fact checkers and stuff right because all these smart people know and all they're doing is analyzing it and, and you know what struck me odd is i saw so many great legal minds doing this analysis and i was like why hasn't any of them said instead of just saying oh you know this looks weirdly written like it skipped from here and went to there like that's what they said no one thought oh like i sat there on the plane and read it and read it <laughs> and i was like are you freaking kidding me and i was trying to get wi-fi going i wanted to charge my phone the guy sitting next to me oh, i just didn't want to i was like i just needed to plug it in i just didn't i was like i'll wait because I had a nightmare yesterday traveling. So I was just like, I'm just gonna stop. And um, you know, when I landed, I was trying to write the article, but I didn't have a mouse and this was a new laptop. I wasn't familiar with the touchpad. I was getting frustrated. So all I did was make phone calls and tell people because the only way that we can get this out in the open is by having these discussions. And no one saw it, all these great smart people, no one saw it, I'm pretty sure Elon did. That's the problem. We're not having the appropriate conversations. We're not talking about this like this. You're all thinking about stupid shit like, oh my God, this law is gonna pass. Nobody cares. Because say you stop that law. They're passing all of this other stuff. 
They're changing the way our country is. AI is literally shaping your future right now and they have weaponized it. You need to be focused. You need to be focused on getting rid of this regime. We need to be having these conversations. It's unfortunate that Roger Stone, right? Because he thought Millie said something bad about him. She could have, she didn't. He went on a rampage to attack the only person that actually had evidence that they use the magic wheel because I know that there's an actual contract with General Hayden's subsidiary with the courts of D.C. and the Eastern District of Virginia that picked the jury pools to put him in a box. But I digress. So he attacked her and obviously flipped after that, even though, you know, trying to help. I really don't care what you do as long as it can help my country. I will help you to help my country. And for those of you that now are going to see it with fresh eyes and read the indictment, you're going to be like, shit, how did I miss that? It's because you're not looking at the right thing. It's hiding under your nose. You're being distracted, pushed with propaganda. Most of the artists that you see on TV aren't even real. They're AI. There's actually a patent for that. That your sports guys, NBA, NFL, there's literally a patent for their avatars used on television and to play games. And obviously with COVID and all these sicknesses that are coming out, you're not going to be going into the field anymore to go watch the game. So there you go. That's the gist. That's what they did to President Trump. And it's amazing that they did. Or else eyes would not be on that case and people would not be aware of this. Thank you so much, President Trump, for everything you were doing to expose every facet of this. Catching them all is not just showing you the tangible crimes that they've committed, but lifting up every rock and showing you how they did it. I've always said this. In the intelligence community, what you do is like I'm saying, right? That's what it is. Because you don't know what piece of the puzzle someone's missing. And the most key, key puzzle is methods. It's not being made an asset or getting caught cheating or lying. No one cares. How are you doing it? And now I'm telling you how they are doing it. That's the way it is. So on that note, I'm going to let you guys go. I'll probably do a locals later. Um, you know, as you know, I use my locals platform for more like personal chit chat and archive documentaries in the pipeline though. Been a work in progress. I want to say, how many articles have I written about Adam Schiff? Right? A lot. Wait till you see the little documentary. All about shifty, shifty Schiff that should be coming. Editors are working on it. Geniuses. Just so you understand. It, we are at a time that nothing will remain hidden. I urge all of you out there to ensure that you act with good intentions. It's almost like the ophiums are everywhere, right? So wait, I have to wait, wait, wait. I got to find something. I want to troll just a little bit, just a little bit, just a little bit. Give me a second. Where is it? Looking for something specific. 
before I go and watch me not find it and I'll have to do it on tomorrow's show. Tomorrow I'll be traveling, but I will do a show. Um, let's see. And I'm sorry for the last minute, but it's on Rumble so you guys can see it. You know, gosh, great. I can't find it. All right. So on that note, you guys need to start the conversations, share that information. You don't have to share my article. You could, you could copy and paste it. You're too ashamed to show the world that you suck because you were too busy causing division rather than seeing that's exactly what AI planned. You think that what you get on YouTube is spontaneous? You know, the suggestions? What about your TikToks? What about your feeds? You think that's spontaneous? No. I've told you this before. Compiling your data, I know every fear you have, everything you love and hold dear. I understand your interactions. I know what your triggers are. I know what makes you feel embarrassed. I know everything there is to know about you. And I know the parts that you don't even know about yourself. AI knows you better than yourself. And usually your AI profile is nothing like what you think you are. And so with that information, I can even make you go and shoot up a school. I can make you go and steal. I can have you sell your mother for a dollar. You think it can't? Huh? And you haven't seen mind hacking? Huh? You're literally under the spell right now of mass information wars. And that's the key. Now they want to put AI, well, they want to link you up with the internet. What if that's already happened without external? What if that happens and you have like a little Megan bot? I urge you guys to watch that movie if you can. I'll freak you out. Remember that. Nothing on the internet dies. <laughs> but the internet can kill you. And that's not something funny. AI can definitely take you out. It can, I can make your car crash and explode. I can make your plane fall out of the sky. I can make sure that the pharmacist, when it's sorting your medication and get him, instead of giving you blood pressure medication, <clears throat> I'll give you penicillin that you're, that you're deathly allergic to and, and, and the pharmacist won't even know. I can feed you child porn and you get arrested forever. I could destroy you with a stroke of a key. <laughs> and now I can make you walk into court and make you think that you have a fair chance. Didn't Nancy Pelosi say, well, he can go to court and prove himself innocent. That's not the way it works in America, Nancy. You're innocent until proven guilty. But nowadays, you walk into court and the chips are already stacked against you. That's the way it is. So that is what's important that people understand. We have no laws that govern this. We're allowing them to use this freely. And they have weaponized technology. Everything that has been created for good has been turned into evil. Well, this time it needs to be done in reverse. Do you think that when nuclear energy was created, it was created so they can wipe out Japan? Do you think when they decoded the human genome that they did it because they knew that they can target specific demographics and take them out with specific vaccines? Absolutely not. When the process of abortion came to fruition, did you think it was to kill babies or it was to save moths that were dying at birth? What about the sterilization vaccine? What do they call it? The um, Gardasil? Is it Gardasil? Uh, my, I, I'm working on a little sleep. I don't remember what it's called, but the lady that created it was in Australia and she created it for sheep. 
And then they bought it and weaponized it so they can sterilize your children. See, anything can be weaponized. A pencil can be weaponized. Pens are the best weapons. So make sure you use them. On that note, let's end with a nice musical interlude. God bless everyone. See you manana.